Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of the Magic Shul Bus. My name is Michael Kolasanti. I'm a practitioner of high dose psilocybin, LSD, and DMT. I am a Jew by choice, and I am traveling the United States in a school bus with my two dogs, seeking freedom, love, and transcendence. Please join me on this journey as we explore life, consciousness, divine creation, and everything in between. I no longer believe in coincidence. The idea that things happen at random. There is a synchronicity to our movement through this life. I was about to embark on my highest dose yet. And I was going to do it by myself. You see, while I feel the purest version of the experience is done alone it's also understandably the hardest way to do it the truth is I garner strength when I dose with others or even in the presence of others but tripping at shamanic levels alone is something of a different order the courage required to enter into these states and also the fear that one incurs while in these states. It was the day after Thanksgiving 2018. The Aura photo session experience left me with so many questions. I took out my scale and weighed out my dose. 16 grams. That was the number I settled on. I was terrified. I was so scared. Over the course of the summer of 2018, I, I began to utilize cold showers as a self-development tool. And I discovered at a certain point that taking cold showers immediately before dosing was a great way to cultivate the courage that I needed to enter into these places. Now, on this particular experience, I decided once again that I wanted the tea as whole as possible. So I ground my mushroom material and boiled up some water, but I left all the mushroom material intact in the tea. Nothing was strained. I remember standing at my stove, holding the glass of tea in my hand and staring at it. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest part for me is that moment, that final moment, where you drink it or you set it down and walk away from it. All the planning and preparation and thought up to this moment, it's just been talk. But once you know what these experiences are like and what happens, it becomes harder and harder and harder to go back into these places. Once you get back into the experience, once you get inside and you go through the process, I'm always so thankful that I came back. But to enter into it, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so difficult. Because essentially, when you take that dose, when you drink that tea, you accept, you surrender. 
and you bear witness to something so grand and so magnificent that it is impossible for me to explain with my voice in its totality. But through the strength of God, I was able to ingest the tea. When dealing with doses of, the, of this size, I, I don't screw around. I just, I slam it. I chug it one or two, one or two chugs and I'm done. I essentially have to drink it and get it into me before I can, before there's cognition of what I'm doing, if that makes any sense. And then there's that moment. Once the tea is in you, the glass is empty. It's too late to turn back. So strap yourself in, Dorothy, because Kansas is going bye-bye. I turned the remainder of the lights off in the house and went into the living room to prepare. I had my yoga mat rolled out. I had my ambient music playing on my stereo. I had my water jug. And I had a wastebasket lined with a grocery bag just in case I got sick. I began stretching, breathing, going through my normal routine. But I was trembling. I was afraid. Because I knew that the power of this experience, the onset, was going to be like nothing I had ever gone through before. Now, one of the very prominent side effects of taking mushrooms, especially at high doses, is the pronounced confusion that you will go through, especially during the onset when you shift from your normal state of consciousness into a psychedelic one. As I'm on the floor on my yoga mat and I'm stretching and breathing, the confusion begins to set in. It starts very gently and seemingly innocuous, the confusion. But as the experience takes hold, so does the confusion. It's like butterflies in your stomach, but it slowly begins to radiate throughout your body. The body load begins to intensify. I began to feel the fear spreading throughout my being. It's a stifling, drowning sensation. It's as though an alarm goes off in the body. But as I'm laying there, stretching and breathing, the body load began to take hold, the confusion began to take hold, and it's like uh, it's an amnesia of sorts. Regardless of the fact that you just 20 minutes prior had consumed the mushroom tea, you begin to forget what you've done. You become very scared and confused about what's happening. I, I remember I was laying there and I knew that I had drank mushroom tea, but I couldn't recall how much I had taken. And for the first time in my experience with psychedelics, I had this moment where I, feel, I felt as though I had finally done it. I had taken too much and that I wasn't going to walk away from this. The room began to spin. I felt as though I was in serious danger. And I was trying to comfort myself. I was trying to remind myself that I would be okay, that I know what I'm doing and that I can handle this. But I couldn't recall how much I had taken. I was slowly losing control of my facilities. The mushrooms were taking hold. One of the things you have to accept if you're going to dose at these kinds of levels is that you have to accept that 
you may lose your life doing this, that you may die doing this. It is the potential consequence of going into these states at these levels. There's no way around it. If you are going to routinely dose above seven grams, the dying process, the dying experience is part of tripping. It's unavoidable. And when you're alone and you do this, even if you're willing to surrender, there is fear. It's scary. It's weird to slowly feel yourself fade away, yet your consciousness persists. Terrence McKenna used to say the mushroom experience was like a dress rehearsal for death. I always found that to be very fitting. I was trying to talk myself through the experience, through the onset. I would say things to myself like, You're okay, brother. It's okay. I love you, Michael. You're a good man. And you will survive this. And you will come out a stronger person. You will be a better man after, after this is over with. I love you. I love you, my brother. I love you, my son. This is one of the hardest parts of the experience, is making the transition from your normal state of consciousness into the psychedelic one, because the two states are so very different. And in order to enter into the psychedelic state, you first must die in order to be born again. There's no way around it. I remember thinking to myself, though, what have you done? What have you done, Michael? You've took too much. You've taken too much. Took too much, man. Too much, too much. For the first time, I felt as though I had bitten off more than I could chew. And I was desperately looking for the brake pedal. But again, it's too late. All you can do is accept the choice that you've made and surrender to it. There is no other way. Fighting it only makes it worse. And if you fight it, there is no catharsis, there is no absolution. The truth will not be revealed to you. Only to those who accept and surrender will be allowed inside the kingdom. But I'm on the floor and I'm doing my best to keep myself calm. I managed to get myself upright, centered on my yoga mat. And this was the moment it happened. I looked up in the corner of the room and this shape, this symbol, begins to fade in, to come into focus. And it was unmistakable. See, one of the things about high-dose mushroom visions, they're highly dynamic. They move, they flow, they transform. It's like one big M.C. Escher painting with symbols and architecture that beyond comprehension. But this symbol that came into focus, that came into view, it was constant. It wasn't changing shape. It wasn't moving. It was as though I was sitting in a cave and somewhere outside of my view there was a fire and up in the corner of my vision across the room it looked as though this symbol was being silhouetted against the cave wall so I just I just seen it silhouette its shadow and it was the shield of David 
the Star of David, perfect in all its dimensions. It was, to say that it was startling to me is an understatement. I had never seen, because immediately when I seen, when I saw the star, I knew what it was. Now, I had never, I had seen some beautiful light shows and some beautiful fractal, you know, imagery and kaleidoscopes, and I've seen all kinds of things inside the mushroom experience. But nothing that, nothing that, where, where there's a reference point in this world, in the corporeal world, I've never seen a symbol or a piece of geometry inside the trip and going, oh, okay, I, yeah, I recognize that, that's that. This was the first time that I ever looked at something and said, holy shit. But there was a comprehension. As soon as I seen it come into focus, and it was so present, it wasn't some peripheral vision. It commanded my attention, my focus. It was shimmering, flickering, forcing me to acknowledge it forcing me to acknowledge the truth, the emet behind it. I clapped my hands. I exploded with with tears. This, to me, was confirmation that what is taking place inside these mushroom experiences, that what is happening is divine. That there is intelligent design behind life. Now, up to this point, what I've explained to you regarding this particular experience has been the roughly the, the easy part to explain. What followed, because you got to understand when, when, the, when the star, when the shield of David came into, into my view, this is just before the peak trying to take these high-dose mushroom experiences and downsample them into acoustical waves is something I've spent years of my life working on. I don't recall how long the shield made itself present to me during the opening act of the experience. What followed, though, my heart rate slowed, my breathing slowed and eventually I found myself on my back on my yoga mat staring up at the ceiling there was a deeply Abrahamic feel to the entire experience I don't know exactly how to convey that any other way or how to articulate on that further but there was an Abrahamic vibe going on. It was at this point that I, I, I had to acknowledge that I had been wrong. There is a source behind all creation. The Jews call this Ein Sof, and it is the source from which everything emanates. The truth of the matter is, I felt like I was in the presence of the Ein Sof. I, of course, didn't know this term at the time or know anything about Judaism. And not only did I feel as though I was in the presence of the source of all creation, I felt as though 
I was one in the same. I was one with everything. And all you can do while this, while you're feeling this is just cry. You laugh and cry. <laughs> and it's this tremendous, I get it. <laughs> like I understand. You understand why life exists. You understand why we're here. You understand the loop of divine creation and to return And it's all transmitted via this ultra, this cosmic bandwidth that you're like interpreting all of this. Like at the speed of light and you're floating in eternity. And it's so, it's so quiet and it's so still and you can feel everything and it feels so good. And it's just, there is no time and there is no space. And And it was just this feeling of gratitude that life is this, this beautiful thing. It's at this point that, I, I mean, you don't even remember being human anymore. It's because you, you have to understand you, you, you experience when I say eternity, you know, it's a four to six hour experience. The mushroom trip it is, but it, it's like being inside a dream. The time stretches out. Like you get out of these mushroom trips and you feel like you were just in there forever. And when you get in deep, when you get in this deep, you're not coming back. You don't even remember what back is. You're one with the source of creation. It's always a strange juxtaposition because, you know, Monday through Friday, I would go to work and I'd be doing office things and I'd be filling out Excel spreadsheets. And then come Friday evening... I, I would become one with the source of all creation. And it was always a weird juxtaposition to like to go back to work Monday morning. And, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like care about things that are so localized, you know? And so I don't seemingly insignificant, but you come to understand that nothing is insignificant. Everything matters. But it was, it was always a strange phenomenon because all of this would transpire and then I would eventually make my way back to my bed. And you, you at doses like this, you kind of sleep with your eyes open. Because normally after I, was, after I would peak, around the 90-minute mark or so, I would usually get up from my yoga mat and then I would wander down the hallway into my bedroom, climb into bed, and lay on my back and just because there was no ceiling on my room at this point. I mean, in, like, the way I perceived it. I'd go and lay in my bed, and it was just... The heavens were above me. That's all I could see. 
and even when I use the term like heavens and stuff like that, there's there's a there's a divine code behind everything. You can see it. You can see the architecture behind life. It's all made of light, but it's always it's always a strange sort of phenomenon to wake up the next morning as a man again. You know, because when you go into these states, you do you become like become one with God. And you take on this God's eye view of consciousness and life and no longer looking at life from this localized parochial point of view, you're looking, you're feeling things cosmically. The mushroom experience is a holy thing. Kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. That 16 gram trip was my final trip of 2018. That was it for me for the rest of the year. And it wouldn't be until the spring of next year that I would go back. I needed like a solid six months to just meditate on what and what had just happened. But I had been shown truth. Divine, eternal truth. And I was ready to accept it. Baruch Hashem. <laughs>